Cheetal is basically this girl from uh, the red light district of Kamathipura. She is the daughter of a bar dancer, and she she got kind of attached to this feeling of you know that sound of the duel, and she wanted to learn how to play the drums, etc. And that girl actually won a hundred percent scholarship to the U.S. drum school, and now is a a teacher who teaches music. Hello everyone I'm Ayushi Mona you're listening to India Booked a podcast where we lean into the idea of India through its literature This podcast is perfect for you if you love reading books like trivia or just want to know more about India as a nation Every podcast takes place as a conversation between the author and me the host In a world filled with cynicism, few can stand tall, carving their own path to success with courage, determination and grit. All you need is Josh brings to you stories of such unique individuals across India, of the aspiring astrophysicists who wanted to walk on the moon, the first person with a disability to top the civil services exams. the domestic help who is now a published author the transgender woman who was expelled from her house and the dalit child bride who now runs a business worth 1000 crores and many many more stories filled with anecdotes and life changing missives these stories will remind you that it does not matter the circumstances into which one is born what matters most is having the josh to overcome all the odds and chase your dreams Hi everyone I am Ayushi Mona your host on India Booked a podcast where we use literature as a lever to understand a lot more about India today I have with me Supriya Paul who's written all you need is Josh and I could not have asked for a better guest for the first episode of season 2 of India Booked because all her book is about is about stories of courage and conviction in the 21st century india that we know are uh, real stories of real people who've braced and fought obstacles and odds to achieve their dreams uh, much like supriya uh, who's you know co-founded josh talks and she does a bunch of really cool things and she's a forbes 30 under 30 self-made woman and and much more to come of course uh, she's just began her journey so welcome to this show supriya and so glad to have you with us thank you so much ayushi it's a real pleasure and i'm super excited to be the first guest um on your season 2 so really looking forward to this conversation so supriya i think the first question that i really have to ask you is that um, why did you decide to write this book right why a book as a format for what you wanted to really do with these stories of 30 really unique individuals yeah so um you know so just a little bit of background um, to this so you know we started josh talks about 6 years ago right when i was in college and the format that we used to record these stories in was either physical events which is what we started off with and then we moved it into um video format which is what exists on youtube today in the languages that we are in but i think you know one thing that constantly kept coming back from our viewers and audience was that i want to take josh home with me 
like i want a part of josh with me that i can refer to look back to um and you know keep going back to and uh, that's really where the idea really came about which was that uh, you know like everybody likes to explore stories in different forms um, and books are obviously something uh, which you know people do cherish um and and hold sacred um and that's really where the idea of you know actually putting together or curating these 30 stories in the form of a book came about which was that for everybody who's interacting with us online or who's attending a physical event there is this part of josh that stays with you and you can keep looking at it and you know uh, re-energizing yourself with it that's very interesting you know because um, a lot of the whole talk around um, reading these days is right that people don't read as much as they did before and it's something that yeah. of course i also find counterintuitive because like i run a book club and i know a lot of avid readers i think uh, uh, people read a lot lesser maybe in terms of volume because we're diverting our attention to so many places but that's probably one reason that what they choosing to read now uh, they curate a lot more and they really so if you know if i'm reading something i i really want to read something that that important to me or is interesting to me or is super specific to me right it's not uh, it's not something you pick up you know while at the airport or at the station going on a summer vacation anymore i think tastes have evolved a lot because over the last few years we have so much more information uh, for the kind yeah, of books maybe. we could read um so hmm. and i think that that sort of information overload is also a challenge i'm sure you had i think you chose these 30 stories out of 4000 how did you do it yeah almost close to 4000 speakers yeah and cutting up your same languages so i think uh, you know i i think i think this is the first volume of a series that we have to share because uh, curating these first 30 was was a really really arduous task um so how we you know sort of went about the process really was that uh, when we used to organize a josh talks event and uh, this is an interesting story so we used to plan it according to what would engage the live audience right and we would have these young college students between the age of 18 to 22 attending these events so when we used to create the agenda of the day we used to have we used to structure the speakers in a way to keep people's attention at each moment for example when there was a lunch break and people would come back we would always have a performing artist or a comedian speak right after the lunch break because people are tired and you want to bring their energy back in and that's sort of how we used to plot the day and i think we kind of used that behavior in the book itself which was that we wanted to encapsulate diversity of speakers of the languages that they've spoken in because you know some speakers have got featured from the, the vernacular channels as well but also ensure that uh when there is a break and we are moving into a different segment the story that comes before the story that comes after there is never a moment where you feel like you're losing interest or you're not being able to there's not enough for you to soak and that's sort of how we structured the entire uh, narrative but we've also you know like focused on different categories which we feel are super engaging um, to the audience that we've seen online and we've seen that for from the readers that we've got similar reviews and everybody's enjoying the way that it's actually been structured Yeah. You know um when when I first got the book my mom asked me oh what is this book like 
I and I I told her you know you remember we used to buy these chicken soup for the soul books when we were younger and they were all yeah. inspirational real nuggets of real people um it is exactly like that and it's just curated mm. uh, but with with obviously more specific focus on uh, and a certain art right and and it's I'm yeah. quite glad that we have books like this because for a long time a lot of uh, uh, written stories uh, are either very unapproachable either they're very like literary fiction or they're very heavy in terms of hmm. um uh, the kind of density of information they have right this book hmm. to me was a balance between uh, somebody wanting to read for 15 minutes a day or also maybe wanting to read something yeah. at one go which is i think also how a lot of people consume your talks so what you say about bringing the format of the talk into the format of the book it actually makes a lot of sense to me so priya the next question that i have for yeah. you is and and this is to do with your background at josh talks right um you've interacted with the length and breadth of people of this country um and uh, how do you curate or uh, stories about a country a subcontinent as diverse as india right i mean you you've mentioned that okay this is probably one in a series of books to come but even yeah. even for this one book how do you decide these 30 voices and and what did you probably discover about the country in the process of the kind of work that you and your co-founder have done yeah i think uh, you know it's it's super interesting and um, when we look at india right we look at each language as a unique country because when you look at the uh, aspirations of people who are speaking multiple languages they are extremely diverse and different like when you would talk to somebody who say in a college or you know uh, in their first job uh, who's a native marathi speaker what they want to become or what they aspire to be what they see for their life is very very different from say a malayalam speaker who studied in a malayalam medium board um, and you know with the same kind of background so i think that's really something that we've really understood from our entire journey with josh that it's not a one size fits all approach when you look at the country and the kind of stories that you want to bring out it's about what do you capture from each area and how do you kind of put it together to uh, bind a larger story and that's what we've also like you know try to sort of emulate in the book that it's about struggles from different corners of the country but there is this unique thread of overcoming uh, obstacles or you know just showing persistence and resilience which ties all the stories whether it's somebody who's going through personal trauma or somebody who's going through a financial loss or it's somebody who's just being um, you know pressured to take up a career that they didn't want to the all the stories have like this one um, thread which is what we sort of call like the uh, you know the inflection point after which you can really see that transformation um, into actually a success Uh, and that's sort of what binds each person or each story in the book together as well and how do you think that binds to the narrative of what you learned about the country in in the process of uh, the work you've done and 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 of course you know the macroeconomic environment also influences who you are as a person right so say the story of say somebody hmm. like radhika who uh, is, is say the ceo hmm. of edelweiss right because of the fact that you know say her her father was an ifs officer and her mother absolutely stressed on education her arc was a particular way contrast this to maybe um, the story of uh, you know a transgender woman who was expelled from her house or or another woman whose husband left her to go to new zealand and then she yeah. became an is officer now 
that hmm. that sort of arc also tells you about the different narratives of the country that are taking place simultaneously right so there is say a woman who has absolute freedom to just move countries and and come and do something spectacular hmm. and there is this woman who um has moved away from home to teach at a government school and is clandestinely taking classes on the weekend to uh, uh, hmm. clear civil services exams because otherwise yeah. how uh, and, and she doesn't want to be answerable to anyone so the thread of independence in both women is so common but the universe that they exist yeah. despite being indian women is so disparate so for you for you what were some of these realizations or epiphanies as you know you went along yeah i think uh, you know it's it's something that we've been going along with actually like the work before the book as well which is that you uh, problems remain the same it's just a perspective on the problems and how um, you know severe they are change from story to story right um so for example if you look at like the uh, the segment that we created which is primarily the youth there is a problem of figuring out what you want to do in life or what your career should be it may be different the battle that somebody who's trying to you know get into a government job or civil service exam is different as opposed to somebody who's studying in a tier one city in india and is trying to go to harvard but the the there are threads which kind of overlap um and similarly you see that cutting across you know backgrounds and genres and obviously a lot of the the role uh, i mean the major role that is played is that of your upbringing and the background that you come from what kind of resources have you had available to you and the access that you've had so our goal also by you know by putting these stories together and bringing them out really is that how do you sort of bridge that exposure gap whether it's in the format of videos or whether it's in the format of audio or now in the form of a book how do you get someone to see someone else's life and perspective and their story but at the same time be able to draw inspiration from them to take an action in your life in a different kind of a background in a different perspective so it's not always about you know uh, that you will probably resonate with all 30 stories in the book but you will find that one story and because your life may be similar to someone like radhika right but she has fought a battle in the corporate world and she still continues to be one among the few female investment professionals that are there in india today right so despite the background that she had the education that she got the infrastructure that she was made available with when she is in the corporate world today she is fighting an inclusion and gender battle that is similarly being fought by somebody like amruta who's a transgender who's not being accepted by society so there are different pers- perspectives and different comforts and different lives but there is a lot of similarity in uh, in their stories when you look at it from a different lens and there are just some bits that you know somebody will relate to and and take it back with them and maybe it will change something in their thought process the way that they deal with life and action that they take or maybe just stay in their subconscious and that's really the idea behind uh, putting this together in the book yeah that's so great in fact you know i have to tell you this that the first story of the stand up comedian right i think the yeah. the essence of what i got from his piece was exactly this right like what will your life be about so you figure it out and yeah. i think for 
each of the 29 that follow his right it's everyone figuring out their own journey it uh, mm-hmm. you know irrespective of the your privilege or your background or what you are chasing right that's immaterial but the but i think it's really about the journey and the process and and which i think you you spoke about it so beautifully i also have some very silly questions for you supriya and and i'm going to ask yeah. them as well like one of my thoughts was that you and and shobit started uh, josh talks together right so how um how is it that you know you sort of worked on the book and and he did not really so where did that come from yeah so i think um, you know we have our roles quite um separated and identified and shobit is a hardcore product person um and he likes to spend his time on you know working on the product plus user research like uh, just to give you an example he's actually been in bihar since the last 7 days and he is uh, traveling across the different districts like he was in madhubani yesterday darbhanga the day before meeting users of josh talks and josh skills which is our e learning app um and you know working with them to improve our product etc so uh, he he likes being focused on what he does uh, but uh, when we came out with the idea of you know trying to put this book together and uh, creating josh in a different form uh, he was excited about it but he said that i should take it up um and i've always i'm i'm extremely fond of reading one and i'm extremely fond of writing i was uh, when i was in school i used to be the the chief editor of my school magazine and on the editorial board so i spent a lot of time with books with articles putting things together uh, building a written narrative um and that's sort of how we decided that i would go forward and work on this yeah in fact i was i was reading your introduction on the women economic forum you know as a, as a precursor to this interview and i know you worked at like outlook magazine and and you yeah. were an editor you also you had a brief stint in advertising also right you worked at ogilvy uh also yeah right? i interned there i didn't yeah. work there yeah okay hmm. so but but i get it i think yeah. uh, and 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 also i think for an anthology like this the power of having like one voice also helps right because um uh, yeah. because you're curating uh, experiences and stories and then and then you you have a particular vision and then you can also write like follow through on that so i i think that while this is a complete digression but but it's something that i was curious <laughs> about that you know when you're translating yeah. a format into a book um how how hmm. does this change so uh the next question that i have for you is right there there are three sections to the book and and i'm trying very hard for everyone who's listened to this podcast uh, to not give away too much of any of the stories and that's why like i'm trying not to name names also now uh, or or give away like uh, plot lines or or actual arcs of what you've written but there are three sections right one is called to believe in yourself the second is to ace the game and the third hmm. is to overcome all odds uh, how, why these sections and and how did you go about picking you know when you were looking particularly at stories of courage and conviction from india uh, did these three really um, hmm. come out uh, you know was it was it retrospective or did you plan thinking that no this is what fits into my narrative and and i will go and build hmm. stories under the narrative yeah i think um, it was more ret- retrospective to be honest and uh, after we put together these 30 stories from you know a curation of say 100 that we shortlisted in the first go uh, when we started rereading the stories what we realized was that 
some of them follow you know fo- their message was falling into a category where was where there was this, you know one strong sentence that was coming and recurring again and again and that that's what was um that's what was being sort of impressioned in our readers mind and similar to what we also saw on youtube like if you see the kind of comments that our videos get uh, there'll be diverse comments but people will remember that one aspect of the talk that really hit a chord with them and that's something that they'll take back um and we felt throughout the structure of these stories that there were three different facets which were coming to life there were stories which were telling you that you can do this your background has nothing in you it's all about being happy invest in yourself love yourself believe in yourself then there were ones which were from a career point of view which were telling you that you need to move forward this is how you need to take action this is what transformation and change looks like and then there were stories where the difficulties were far more um severe or you know larger in some people's life as opposed to the others um and that's where you know overcoming all odds really came from because the transformation in those stories was was huge like the displacement was uh far more than the other stories and that's really how these sort of uh three separators came in very interesting so uh the forward also right to this book is is something and um, i normally never ever discuss forwards okay and like in the last 30 books that like we've done on india booked a bunch of them have been non fiction uh, but but for some reason uh, i've never ended up really discussing the forward but the forward to this particular books been uh, written by sanjeev um who obviously founded infoedge etc uh, and i i was very curious about uh, why did you choose him or or how did that happen and in fact his actually i think it's a misnomer to say that this book has 30 stories because i think this book has 31, 31. stories <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah because, because you know if i had not read forward as the title it would have seemed like just another uh, uh Story, of, yeah. of the stories yeah yeah absolutely so i think you know the decision to sort of uh, you know request sanjeev to write a forward for this book came from um my personal um fandom that i have towards him so as a young entrepreneur when you are starting out you know there are these circuits of events that you go to one of them being tie which is the indus entrepreneurs and they have a huge delhi chapter um and that actually played a very big role in my exposure to the world and the kind of people the kind of business the startups the stories and sanjeev was always at the forefront of championing entrepreneurship he always had the keynote talks over there um and there was this i think you know there was this like the way that he used to speak i can't even describe it right like with this glint in his eye and the passion that he kind of fueled on stage used to make everybody believe in themselves and i was one of those hardcore believers um and we've been wanting him to give a talk forever uh, since the day we started actually and it just didn't like you know the schedules etc never kind of coincided so he's the only book uh, he's the only story featured in the book which is actually not a josh talk it's the first uh, in its written form and hopefully we'll get to a talk next um so that was kind of the intent behind it because he's also one of the people that we as an organization look up to they're dealing with an audience segment that's ours at nofree.com so it's some somebody that we really gain inspiration from um and the kind of background that he comes from the decision making that uh, you know the decisions that he took and how he kind of uh, pivoted his life the principles he lives by we felt it was it was it re- resonated very strongly with the values of josh and what we stand for and what our stories stand for um and that's sort of why we uh, you know had him uh, write the forward 
That's so wonderful. Um, so Priya, you've obviously mentioned you've been an avid reader, right, all your life, and I think that's that's honestly, obviously, my favorite tribe of people. <laughs> but but if you had to pick up uh, uh, books from Indian authors, right, or books about India that have really inspired you, uh, or or opened uh, up a facet of the country to you that you would like to recommend to people listening uh, to this conversation, which would be those books? Yeah, so I think you know I'd actually um, I mean I'm not I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do, do this, but I'd actually like to recommend magazines instead of books uh, for this particular segment. So you know, like you spoke of the uh, the chicken um, soup series, right? Like that's something that I grew up with as well. But uh, there was one thing while I was growing up that you struck a chord with me, which was um, you know something that stays with me forever is the Reader's Digest series, um, and a lot of what i learned to write actually stems from the stories that uh, were covered in readers digest and how it was i mean i used it was so addictive uh, like it was sometimes my mom like i was super young and you know there were some stories on relationships etc that she wouldn't want me to read and she would hide them in her bathroom and i remember <laughs> that i would secretly like go and she wasn't at home and take them out and try and like read um and but the, the way that they used to showcase the reality of stories of uh, you know people from different backgrounds or conversations around topics like love health relationships career it was it just drove me like i was i couldn't stop um and i think that's really something that got me excited uh, about one day also you know writing and editing stories myself so i think that played a played a very big role um in me yeah. in my reading journey i think that this is such a wonderful recommendation and i think uh, not too many people realize what you know books like readers digest actually have done for like a generation of us right like i i still yeah. remember like humor in uniform <laughs> and and you know yeah. those sections and uh, and and yeah. they really uh, introduced you to this window where you could uh, read well written uh, 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 non fiction pieces stories about real people uh, and and, yeah. and and that was simultaneously like uh, you know learning experiences but not preachy they were never preachy and they mm. were always like a slice of life and i think very much like your book so so i think this is a great recommendation and one that we don't mm-hmm. often get right i i keep getting every time i ask authors uh, which book do you want to recommend to people about india everyone is like the discovery of india by jawaharlal nehru <laughs> i'm like yes that's good yeah. but like maybe what else so so this one yeah. is great and i'm i'm, I'm super uh, thankful for you to actually suggesting mm-hmm. something off beat um i think yeah. one of the last uh, couple of questions right is uh, that i have is right uh, that while you know you've explored through josh talks a side of india which like pandits like to call bharat just to sort of distinguish <laughs> oh this is india and this is bharat yeah. and this is tier 2 and tier 3 right and 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 of course you just mentioning that your co-founder say um been traveling through bihar for the last few uh, days mm. and, and all of those what about consumption patterns right from tier 2 and tier 3 mm. uh, uh, towns and cities that you guys have been working with do you find very fascinating i work in marketing and yeah. and sometimes i think that there is this halo effect around tier 1 cities and tier 1 consumption mm. and and somehow there's this perception of a uh, tier 2 tier 3 consumption is actually 
what maybe tier 4 consumption today is like right there's a significant divide hmm. in how people in metros perceive uh, a lot of other cities is that consistent with your experience what would you say yeah absolutely i think um, you know um, like the trends at least that we've seen in the last few years has been in the the fact that uh, voice and video are the two mediums that are catching on really fast uh, with this audience and that's their first preference while there is a strong uh, you know like like likelihood to read traditional magazines like for example at least in women in the segment i've seen continue to read uh, grah lakshmi grah shobha etc because it's just a behavior that they've developed over their life uh, but there is this sudden urge to now want to know what's happening in the big cities and i think that is coming through a lot of video content um that's being uploaded online and the platforms that they use for maximum consumption are only two one is youtube and the second is whatsapp um and that's what we've seen and whatsapp usually has bits which come from youtube and facebook and then go into mass sharing um but youtube as a medium to learn um everything has uh, been on the rise constantly right and like we uh, we launched our channel pre geo and then when geo happened and you know we saw like we saw the com- like a complete transition in in um, consumption behavior who's watching what are they watching why are they watching repeat usage etc that still carried through with the same level of sort of aggression uh, but but for example like if you look at the space now in the last one year um, people are recognizing teachers from youtube so you know wo wale sir hain wo english padhate hain wo wali ma'am hai jo science sikhati hai and everything so things that we wouldn't see pehle na like everything would be about okay youtube was more like entertainment music bollywood tv series etc but right now like you uh, youtube has become like this medium to get in touch with and uh, you know be able to relate to people that you find uh, are legends and uh, there is this behavior of wanting to just soak up knowledge Uh, which has come in the last one year at least and then obviously there are things that are you know trendy and they catch on and they stick with people for example like after tiktok got banned which was again one of the uh, biggest platforms in terms of creation and consumption for this audience we see in the likelihood to just move to say mx taka tak is pretty big um, and you know like in our user segment they are creating uh, content there um and while everybody feels like they migrated to reels and reels is a new tiktok actually it's a very very different world they're still using mods they're still using stuff that they can relate to where they being able to find people who you know for lack of a better word look like them feel like them talk in their own language which isn't there on a lot of platforms like instagram so uh, consumption and creation for this audience is more about like we have this word which we use a lot overuse in fact it's called, uh, we call it the mahal right like the, when you went to college it was about the the mahal that you were in the friends that you made where you ate after college what did you do more than the subject that you actually studied and wherever there is this mahal which is created of um, you know what their aspirations are whether it's like government jobs or whether it's you know getting into bollywood or anything that's where they stick um and massive loyalty massive loyalty towards creators massive loyalty towards channels towards writers it's just a, it's like it's the purest and the most honest audience that you'll ever find that's so yeah. fascinating and um, uh, you know another and i'm quoting from the book right is is where you say that there there was no place for mediocrity 
right and if you had mm. to do something just be the best at it and otherwise like don't right and and that sort of mm. mindset of not being mediocre or aspiring right mm. is also very very mm. true for this generation so and and that and aspirations mm. have changed so um uh, so for instance say being a social media influencer is is like a legitimate career option and somebody thinks career. that they yeah. can be a can be a fitness influencer you know if they really taking mm. care of themselves and they can inspire others to and they feel good about themselves in that process and uh, and mm. uh, in fact you have a story of a fitness influencer in the book as well so now amongst mm. all of these different types of aspirations right when brands say reach out to um, uh, the youth uh, and again this mm. is me wearing a marketing hat but i feel brands mm. don't do as good a job of tapping like the youth's pulse now as much as a lot of media companies mm. do because brands still yeah. are thinking like very there is very perfunctionary sort of thinking i'm sorry i'm mm. using like a very heavy word to describe this mm. but you know when it was mm-hmm. the 90s and when you had like shahrukh khan and juhi chawla dancing for mm. like a pepsi uh, the vibe that they captured was something that was really the vibe of that generation as opposed to yeah. now where nobody really cares if like a ranveer singh or or a dipika dance mm. for like a coke commercial anymore mm. people what people mm. know is that they themselves can become celebrities so they're going to put their own content and you know and and yeah. for them everything was a celebrity is just a reflection of what they themselves can do which i think is also very absolutely um, empowering and interesting um, so hmm. um, maybe apart from uh, the book right uh, and and through hmm. your journey of josh talks if you had to say recall one supremely aspirational youngster you know who you looked at and you said boss i wish like i was this kid have you had these hmm. moments Yeah I think I've had too many actually you know and um, like the first instance was this girl Sheetal I met who you know we were kind of shortlisting to give a talk at that point of time and Sheetal is basically this girl from uh, the red light district of Kamatipura she is the daughter of a bar dancer um and uh, she living in bombay during ganpati festival used to you know hang out with all the kids who used to play the dole and she she got kind of attached to this feeling of you know that sound of the dole and she wanted to learn how to play the drums etc and that girl actually won a 100% scholarship to the us drum school and now is a a teacher who teaches music so there have been so many times where i've just looked at people and a reflection of their stories and just been like you know if i had even 100 of what they have at that age with the like the passion the background that they come from the challenges that they have and they go through on a daily basis what would my life look like and how different would it be uh, and i think that's also what keeps us motivated right like when we are like a lot of people come back and say that you know how do you kind of live with all of these emotions because you are at the center of looking at stories which have you know some of them are completely heart wrenching some of them like destroy your reality in a way that you can't even imagine and then there is just like so much happening how do you live in this whirlwind of emotions and, and i'm always like it's always about you know like when the story gets published and you see a comment and you see how that kind of impacted someone's life and what they've taken from it you just can't stop it's a rush that you can't like you know get rid of it just kind of inspires you to find more people um and push them out for the world to see wow and i think uh... 
this is what I have, and I have to play devil's advocate and ask this, right? This book is not for somebody who is cynical, even in the in the barest, right? Uh, because this book is essentially a book about hope, and and somebody who sort of reads this mm-hmm. and disregards this is is not somebody who should really pick up this book. But do you, right? As somebody who so consciously works to bring positive stories to the fold, um, also realize that. when amplified on social media a lot of positive stories just take the form of like clickbait or happiness porn or productivity porn or whatever it is that you know people with an opinion on the internet like to say about things and how do Absolutely. you consciously guard that your content um uh, you know has the sacredness and the honesty and the genuineness of all of these people these are their lives and unfortunately when you put it on a post or a short video they get condemned and and then people just you know are like oh okay maybe people say okay big deal or people say oh this is uh, so inspirational and they have like a extremely skewed view of the positivity also right instead of getting more balanced about it so how do you as content curators balance it out um in in a in the book form it was very easy because it was very mm. measured but on social well things go viral and people are commenting and engaging um how do you guys keep it sane hmm i think like you know uh, what we kind of do consciously is that we always have a purpose to a story that's going out um in any language on any platform and that purpose or that one line message is what drives us um and the narrative that we use on social media right sometimes what happens is that for example if you look at um, a lot of my friends also and i've been born and brought up in gurgaon and you know living in delhi college in delhi etc uh, the word that they used for tiktok on common occasions was cringe because you know like tiktok is such a cringe platform because of the kind of videos and all and and what tiktok really was a true depiction of our audience right and I mean, I I don't know if I can use Hindi here, but जो उनको भात है वो हम शायद लोगों को नहीं होता in reverse, right? It's it's the same way on both sides. And I think when we try and put out a story, we are very conscious of कि who do we want to reach out to and what kind of an impact do we want to have with them and what are the words that are going to be relatable to them. Because at the end of the day, like if we're not using words that are relatable to them, that they uh you know would click on when they are discovering stuff on youtube etc then we are not even reaching out to the audience that we really want to so sometimes people might just be like oh this is completely clickbaity etc but if you talk to a you know a gaon ka chora wo waisi baat karta hai and you have to use those words right and sometimes theek hai aapko cringe lag raha hai you know you are sitting here um, in a different kind of a setup mahal uh, a different mahal <laughs> yeah in a different mahal and making these remarks and everything but for them it's it's very different right matlab like like even with respect to say body shaming or color and all it's very real so agar kisi ko koi kali bula raha hai gaon mein we are not going to try and cover up and say ki uh, you know this is a story of whatever uh, not being inclusive etc we are going to say ki you know mujhe kali bulaya but maine jaake ye kara because that's what people are looking for and that's what people are clicking on that's what people are searching for that's what they're feeling and that moment and that feeling is very real and to try and cover it up because you want like no trolls or no haters is something that we don't really believe in so we go all out and say theek hai if there is a percentage of audience who's going to hate let them hate but we have to reach out to the percentage of audience that's going to love it and that's going to take something back um and that's typically what we do 
That's so wonderful. I think kudos, uh, Supriya. It's been so much fun talking to you about this. For everyone listening to this podcast, please grab a copy of All You Need Is Josh: Stories of Courage and Conviction in 21st Century India. It's available at all leading bookstores, at independent bookstores. It's available at Amazon, Flipkart, uh, the online store of Bloomsbury. Um, it's a very uh, a lucid, simple, easy to read book. Uh, you can read a, a chapter every night, literally. It's just very simple, but very awe-inspiring real-life stories uh, of real people, which I think you will enjoy. Um, I have very uh, tried, like, very hard to not give away any spoiler or share any story in its entirety. So you have a, as much a good time um, as I did while reading it. Uh, so Priya, thank you so much. I think for taking our time for this chat and sharing about your journey, uh, and and I think. Uh, uh, the glint in your eye really you know and and the uh, the energy in your voice when you speak about some of these things uh, i hope it always stays that way and and you guys keep taking josh to new heights thank you so much it's been um, a very interesting and a very different conversation to be honest with you uh, but it's been super fun and i really hope that whoever's listening to this enjoys the book um, and finds that one story that gives them the josh that's needed in these times thank you Superb. So, those of you listening, uh, if you need a little bit more Josh in life, uh, this podcast is available everywhere. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, it's there. Uh, please do listen to it. Uh, tell people about the book. Uh, it's also, uh, as a side tidbit, maybe a great book to gift to someone. Uh, and also, uh, for people who've just begun reading in English, it's not very uh, heavy-handed or complicated. So if you're at that level of reading, that's something that I would like to additionally call out and recommend. Um, wish you all uh, a great time whenever and wherever you're listening to this podcast. This is Ayushi Mona signing off. If you love listening to this podcast, do not forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcast fixed from. Ensure that you do not miss a single episode by following us on Twitter and Instagram. Lastly, if you have some feedback for us, we would love to talk to you. Send your bouquets and brickbats at indiabookpodcast at the rate gmail.com. Thank you.